Welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And today we are going through part two of our recap for The Light of All That Falls, book three in the Lycanius trilogy. And it was a chunk. It is a doozy. This is the messy calm before the storm, right? That storm is brewing. It's on the horizon. We've got some crisp topped cumulus clouds on the horizon and they're building up. You can see the the shadow coming across the land and the and the, the rains are about to start pouring. I was kind of holding out hope that new terms would stop being introduced, but you know what? I think that's just the way these books are. But to that point, I do think it's really cool that we're in this semi-confused state up until the very end because along with feeling a little bit left in the dark about exactly what's going on, we also don't know what or who to believe. Both sides of this fight are so sure of their convictions. Both arguments have been represented very, very well to the point that I honestly don't know which side is right and which one is wrong. And as we come closer to the end, I'm able to start forming my own opinion, but I'm excited to see myself either proven right or have that opinion subverted. Most likely it'll be something that I haven't really thought is going to happen, but I think it's going to be great. Me too. And to that point, while I'm a bit frustrated at the constant information, the new word dumps constantly being thrust upon us, especially this far into the book, I think it's going to make the conclusion all the more satisfying. Kind of like when you know you're going to have a meal that evening and you don't eat the whole day before, so that way you can really savor it when you get to it. I think right now that yes, we're in the dark and it's a bit frustrating and kind of sloggy to get through and learn some of these terms, but that's just going to make the light so much brighter when it does finally break through the clouds. And that'll be on the next episode. This is the penultimate oh. Lycanius episode for us. And my roommate used that word yesterday and I was like, that's second to last, right? I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that word because of the penultimate peril, which is the penultimate book in the um, uh, series of unfortunate events, oh. which I never really talk about, but I've read all of those and they're amazing. Like, really? really? I've never really read them before. Good. Oh, they're great. But anyway, let's get right into our first synopsis. Take us away. Davian, now taking on the name Shadat, toils in Tel Tarthan, mining for metal. His friend Raylith is being affected by the dark and may not have long to live, although Davian is using the precious little essence he has left to help him. Davian delivers a meager amount of metal to Astheris, the Dargathan in charge of the mining operations. He reaches out for Khan, but cannot summon it. Weir receives a note from Dizia telling him she's following Aelric to Nesk. Elder Einolin tells Weir the gifted at Tol Athian are becoming nervous about Ishel being housed there after she lashed out on her arrival to the Toll. Ishel is still connected to the Elatai and can't leave the Toll or she'll lose herself. Weir speaks to Aaron about his conversation with the king and the evacuation plan for Ilin Ilan. Terris brings Weir to the crypts under Tol Athian where they find the bodies and faces of Terris and Thel in Rethgar's tome. Weir and Terrace speak with Siner and two Shateth being held prisoner by the Toll after an attack on the council. Weir finds out Arkhine Devade is Caden is Talcomar. Caden and Asha summon Garrodus to the Doken. Garrodus agrees that the Lith will create a vessel and find a proxy to stay in the tributary in place of Asha, on the condition that Caden end his life when all the Venerate are dead, and that he agree not to harm any more augurs. Davian and Raylith take to the system of tunnels under Zvalar. 
They have a conversation about El and the Venerate, then come out to find a giant tower standing before them. They see Isaris and a group of Algoriad. A man comes out of a passage, and Raylith claims he is Archine Devade. Caden travels to the wells to speak with Alaris. Alaris believes Caden is there to kill him with Lycanius, but Caden actually has knowing. He cuts Alaris with the sword and finds out he is in fact not responsible for the murder of millions of Dorisians. The Venerate knew it was Shemeloth and decided not to tell Caden. Caden also discovers the Venerate's plan to help in the construction of the columns. While waiting for Caden to return from the wells, Asha fights Diara in the Doken. Diara strikes a killing blow to Asha, but Garrodus intervenes, subduing Diara and binding her unconscious form. Davian and Raylith find a cache of metal in an abandoned building. Davian overhears that in exchange for information on him, one of the prisoners would be allowed back to their own time. Ched and Anna are killed in an earthquake, but Davian manages to save Raylith, draining most of his essence to do so. Davian meets with Arkine Devade, though he insists Davian calls him Tal. Davian demonstrates that he can use a tiny bit of Khan, and Tal is overjoyed, saying Davian is going to save them all. That might have been our longest synopsis so far. <laughs> it was a weighty one. I had to leave it all in. I couldn't. I tried cutting stuff, but I just couldn't. No. I couldn't cut anything. I mean, it was all so. I probably left some stuff out, honestly. The thing that I struggle with sometimes is it's not just one conversation of like, whoa, that was a reveal. And then we reach a new plateau of information and we get to yeah. like play there and hang out in that playground for a while. It's like, nope. We just keep on going right into the next hill. It's like, man, I need, I need to let this soak into me for a little bit i need to marinate in this new information for a little bit before i get the new like what moment uh, <laughs> that's a lot yeah i'm winded that's a whole lot <laughs> um okay so i'm hoping you can clear up some things for me as you always seem to notice the things that i don't which is fantastic okay um raylith the raylith character he is cool i like him a lot do you think that he's significant or he's a, a venerate or something that he's not what, what do you think his purpose to the story is i think he's really significant but i don't i don't think he's a venerate okay um i do i mean he is from like a thousand years or something before yeah he was, he's from the time right around when the boundary was created i believe yeah um i think up until now davian has been in this fight to save his friends and the lives of you know a bunch of other people obviously which is a great reason for him to fight but i think raylith is a tool that Islington is using to kind of get Davian up to speed with the moral through line running through mm. these books. Same thing with Asha and her conversation with Garrodus after the fight in the Doken with Diara. And then later she talks to Diara too. All our characters, or at least most of them, have to be in on this theme as the book starts wrapping up. Davian hasn't ever thought much about El or Shemeloth or Fate or any of that stuff for like the bulk of these books. So it's kind of rounding out his character and giving him more to think about as we make our way to the end of the trilogy. That's what I think Raelith is for. I mean, Raelith is cool and it's it also, Davian is just such a cool guy. He's running out right. of essence. He's in this terrible, perilous place, but he meets a really nice, friendly, informative person who seems to be struggling with some kind of affliction and Davian is there to help. That rings true to me, what you just said, because, uh, you know, we're at a point in the story that we certainly don't need any more characters, but we do need Davian to kind of be rounded out with the more religious aspect aspect. And like you said, kind of understand the, the moral through line that's happening through this whole story. And I think that's exactly why. Yes. 
the bigger picture. Right, right. You know, it's not like he doesn't have good reasons for doing what he's doing, but once he arrives at whatever climax this is going to be, it'll probably be that much more meaningful to him when he's had these conversations. And the very fact that he's from a time so far away from Davian only adds to that, right? Because it's just like, this is something that has been important forever, not just in your time. It's the scope of this is much greater than you, Davian, and you wanting to save your friends. And he's shining a light on that for Davian. Yeah, okay. That makes a lot of sense to me. I think it was really clever of Alec to do that, honestly. I mean, like, because Raylith is already great. I mean, I really mm -hmm. like all the Davian Raylith conversations, and it's made me think about a lot of stuff. I feel like if it was an information dump, it didn't feel like it. It felt like a good, genuine conversation between two people. Yeah. Um, what is going on with Caden and Alaris at the wells? Like, I, I, I think I got most of it, but some of the specifics... I mean, obviously, the revelation there was earth-shattering for Caden. Yes. Again, leading back to what I was saying earlier, you know, we're just getting past the last earth-shattering revelation, and then we're shattered again here. So I, I appreciate the confusion, but I think I got it in that Caden needs information, and he has knowing, and he knows where Alaris is at, and he's like, I know... I need to know what Alaris knows. And so he goes back into the wells, which we were right on the last episode where, when we were asking if that's the place where he trains with Asar? Asar. Asar. And yes, that is that place. So he goes back in there, and Alaris thinks that he's there to kill him and thinks that he has Lycanius. And Caden fully allows him and even like pushes that narrative a little bit farther. And then they fight, he slices him, then he gets the sucking information dump from the knowing sword skill and learns that he was not actually responsible for killing the Dirisians. Yeah, with Shemaloth. Yeah, with Shemaloth. And now I don't know how, because the only time that we ever see that is that one um, vision past scene where Alaris confronts Caden while he's standing on some balcony in some building in Dirisi. And he's watching basically like the fruits of his labor and the whole place being destroyed, which actually wasn't the fruits of his labor. And Alaris knew that. And not only that, but all of the other venerate knew that as well and let Caden believe that. I guess I'm just kind of hazy on why they let him believe that. Like, did the venerate by proxy or by association also let that happen? I think so. Because, okay. and I think they let him believe that because, you know, after he learns that, he said, I've never been more confident that I'm on the right side after knowing that. So they didn't oh. want to put another feather in his cap for like, I am super doubling down on my position now. Okay. That totally makes sense. Okay. I and, think so. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> but right? still pretty like... brutal. Let your like, bestie believe that he killed millions of people for thousands of years. And the columns, who's got the call? Is it, is it, <laughs> so is it the Desrealites? Yes. Who are the, De I could be wrong in this, but I'm pretty sure are actually the Dirisians. They're the few remaining survivors who then go and form Dylanus, restart a new civilization. Okay. 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 Jeez. And I, yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm saying like I'm right. Dirisians, Dylanus, Desrealites. Like, yeah, and that's, uh, it's definitely, that's got me tripped up quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. They start their civilization over again, and via the aid of the Venerate and ultimately Shemaloth or El, we're not sure which, builds the columns. And I think we have seen the columns actually when... It's in one of the memories. Well, and not only that, but when Asha and Brashada, who is actually Nathgala, are working their way up from falling into the river, 
they go into the room right when they oh. see all these i think that's the actual columns that they see there interesting because they see some machine i was wondering fast. what all of that was yeah i think that is our first like present time visual of the columns another really good example of like something being touched on and then you kind of like forget it even happened <laughs> yeah. and then you think about it and you're like oh 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 oh, oh that okay that, i get you i get that you page and a half right like 800 pages ago <laughs> one thing that i really loved about this little section that we're talking about here was the fight between diara and asha that was great i love his fight scenes the fight scenes are great his one-on-one -on -one fight scenes are really good. Yeah, I'm not a fan yeah. of his large scale, but his one-on-ones are very good. They're always so emotional. They are. And Asha's just like, oh man, I'm fighting a venerate. <laughs> she like reaches around in the middle of the fight and gives herself a little pat on the back. Like, I am holding my own against... Which, I mean, if you were like sword fighting an archangel and winning, you'd be like, yeah, in, I'm feeling in like, pretty... In like some weird like alternate mind dimension yeah. thing. Yeah. Emotional is a really good way of putting it because he doesn't... He's not bad on his visuals. Like, it's... He does enough to paint the picture, but also leaves enough that you can just like kind of let your imagination do the rest. But there's such an emotional depth to it that you're like, oof. It just it's good and the setting too there's stuff that's like breaking apart and then kind of like coming back together and yeah because the docket is healing itself yeah very good like rivulets of of lava and i think this is the first time that we've seen asha really get to just unleash the full power of that huge essence ocean that she has access to well and i think the the fight is really earned too right because Sometimes I forget in this particular book that a year has passed. Oh, yeah. So when she's training and like when the fight started and stuff, I was kind of like, all right, could she do this? And then I kind of remembered, yeah, she's been in this Dokan with this ridiculous amount of energy right. for a year training with somebody, Maybe not specifically for this fight, for but for a fight kind of like this. So it did feel very earned. And it felt like, you know, even when Diara had that little, you know, that, that kind of cliche thing in fight scenes where the antagonist of the fight scene is like i'm impressed your skills are yes <laughs> you know you're kind of sitting there like damn straight they are asha's badass now but yeah that whole the whole part was and then like garrett comes in and just like does like a weird wrath of khan like yeah like the spike <laughs> in the ears it's <laughs> like why Ping. the ears that was weird yeah like it's not like, if you're going to essence strike something, you could just go to the back of the skull or something, but ear, whatever, you know. I, I just know. picture Garrodus as, like, this moody fire guy. He's just, like, a tower of humanoid flame. Is he just, still on uh, fire? I don't have I don't know. I'm cool with picturing him that way if he's Me not. Me too. Yeah. He, he should be if he's not. It's way cooler. He should just always be flaming. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the year thing because I keep forgetting that myself. I definitely had the thought during the fight. I was like, man, it kind of seems like she went from a second year, you know, Hogwarts to all of a sudden she's like battling this crazy powerful thing. You know, she didn't even go through the trials and then now she's like holding her own, but a full year has passed. So that makes a lot of sense. And there was like that little part in the weird chapter where the Shateth are down in the, uh, the basement or whatever, like under the toll. Oh, right. The Shateth had like attacked the council or Weir or like stabbed Weir or something in that interim year long period. Yeah. That was another moment where I had to remember, oh, it's been a year. Stuff has happened. Right. I got one more little thing that I want to say before moving on to the next section, because I just want I want more of like a confirmation of this, because um, I think it's a really important thing that I get right. So the goal of the Venerate in aiding the Dylanus people, Dylanians. 
I think it's the Desrelites. Desrelites, okay. I think so. I think, <laughs> I think so. you're right. I, I think, think you're right. So asterisks on either side of the word think. Desrelites is a cool sounding word, so we're going to go is. with it. Um, so the aid and the venerate aiding the Desrelites in building the columns is to restart the world, right? To undo all of everything, make everything right that is wrong and refresh, basically go back to time zero, restart the world, which is why they can justify the wiping out of all these civilizations because they're not actually wiping out the civilizations because they're just going to be restarting them. Is that on the right path there? I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, I think that's a good point to make because that seems to be... Because it's a pretty hard thing to justify what they're doing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's a very hard thing yeah it's very hard to justify and i think that like even like a couple of the venerate are also like eh, i don't know like this is pretty rough and they you know there was that schism between the venerate also i mean i think that andrail was on the other side that caden eventually went to it seems like the venerate want to um basically just have a do-over yeah it's kind of hard reset that's what it seems like i don't know okay Okay, they're they're unplugging the router, replugging it back in, and away we go. Earth stuff, fate is your own now. Okay, I think that's where I'm at. Um, if you are ready, I'm ready to go into the next section. Let's do it. All right. Ishelle, still suffering from her connection with the Bane hive mind and feeling useless, offers to attempt to connect to the Banes in order to glean information. She is successful. But the Banes realize she is there, and knowing she is now privy to their plans, decide to immediately launch their assault on Ilin Ilan. Were Terrace, Siner, Ishel, and Eren, knowing the attack is imminent, do what they can to prepare the city for defense, and ultimately evacuation should their defenses prove not enough. Davian reconvenes with Tal and his friend Niha, hoping to finally get some answers about the strange land he is in and why he and all the others have been sent there. Moments into their conversation, however, they are surprised by three Dar Gaithen. They are quickly dispatched by Tal's companion Nia, and Davian is confused at Tal and Nia's disappointment at having to kill them. Tal tells Davian that as Davian can use Khan, he alone can free them and get them back to their own time. Tal explains that the place that they are is called Savelar, and it is where Gisandred was born. It was destroyed three and a half thousand years ago, motivating Gisandred to build the first time portal in order to go back and save the city. It is Tal's suspicion that in doing so, he actually was the cause of the city's destruction and that Davian and the others are stuck in that few minutes that Gassandra destroyed the city. Tal is using the Dargaithin to send the metal back to the present time, explaining to Davian that they have been using the creatures to take the metal to Ilshan Gathdel Teth, who then bring back supplies, mostly food. The journey, however, makes them go insane, and they are forced to kill the returning Dargaithin in order to get the food. Thus, they can't afford to lose any frivolously, as they depend on the creatures for survival. Davian learns that the metal that is being sent back to the present is being used to create vessels in Ilshan Gathdel Teth, as normal vessels decay and become unstable and unusable inside the boundary. 
Tao goes on to explain that Tao is linked to the vessel known as the Forge, which is what allows him to come back to life once he dies. Tao and Davian begin plans to create a vessel that will aid in his learning process so he can handle Khan more easily. The plan after that is to use Davian's vessel-enhanced ability to manipulate Khan to create more vessels that will allow Tal, Davian, and some of the others to leave through the portal and return to their own time. Davian convinces Tal to let him take Raelith back with him when they are ready, and learns that the Black Icker that kills any who come in contact with it is a byproduct of Gassandrid's corruption of time when he attempted to come back and save his homeland. Raelith, though initially dubious about Arcane Devade offering to help, eventually agrees to the plan. In Ilin Elan, Wurr, thinking the oncoming enemy is days away, is attempting to convince the council that they need to evacuate the city, but is interrupted by the attacking Ilitai. A massive fight ensues, and a panicked evacuation begins. Wurr is forced to use the Oath Stone to get the elders at Tol Athian to open up their doors and let in the city's population so they have a chance at evacuation. Wurr is faced with some difficult decisions as Ilin Ilan is being quickly overrun, and there is not enough time to save everyone. The gate is closed as the Toll's automatic defenses kick into action. Wurr listens helplessly as he hears those left outside, including the king, being ripped to pieces. The enemy uses some vessels hidden within the imprisoned Shateth in the Toll's dungeons to disable the Toll's defenses, and Siner convinces Wurr to flee into the catacombs. Caden, already being in the catacombs before the attack begins, is given a vessel by one of the Lith who comes through a portal that will allow him to release Asha by transferring her vast store of essence to another. He meets up with a shell, and the two of them dispatch the Shateth imprisoned there that brought down the Toll's defenses. After helping Ishell by cutting off her connection to the Bane's hive mind, Caden decides to help the quickly falling city. Knowing that all who remain outside the Toll are lost, he taps into the massive pool of essence contained within the Toll's serrarium and uses it to destroy everything remaining alive in Ilin Elan. Woof. Heavy. I was a big fan of the Davian chapters and not a big fan of the Weir chapters, and we just had a whole switcheroo here. Yep. Because the, Davi <laughs> the Davian chapters got a little convoluted and weird, and then the Weir chapters exploded. Davian heads into information land and starts just, like, getting all these info dumps, and Wurr is, like, in attack land, and man, it's great. So... This is this is a question a little out of left field, I guess, but and I could be just really wrong, but I understand that Tal is trying to help Davian out so that they can all leave. Yeah, that is clear. But if Tal and Davian and Nia and a few others, I guess, leave Zvalar, is are there going to be two Talcomars now? I don't think so. Because <laughs> <laughs> if Tal's like, we got to go back to your own time, is Tal going to like go to a different time? Oh, is oh, he going to okay. go back to his own personal time, or is he going to come yes. with Davian? Okay, I was. Yeah, he. he I think I might have just misread that or something. I had the same question for a while, and then I, like, the linchpin for me was 
there's a bunch of stuff. And then Davian realizes he's like, okay, good. When we go through after convincing Tal to uh, allow him to bring Raylith, he's like, at least Raylith will get to go back to his own time. And I'm so like, everybody okay, okay. just gets to go back to their own. Like the vessel just yes. sends everybody back to their own personal time. Uh huh. Okay. I think so. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's like a little. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but that that is what's going to happen. So I don't think there's going to be two Talcomars, even though it seems like there should be a, that happening a lot. You know, like Talcomar visiting Talcomar visiting Malshash visiting our kind of evade visiting Caden. <laughs> That's a weird one. A really good thing that there's no like time paradox. Like if you see yourself, then the whole world blows up, or else they would have destroyed everything so many times. But I don't think they've done that yet. Actually, you're right. They? they haven't actually like, run into themselves, unless we're right on our uh, hypothesis that that, that Davian and is, Kaden. Yeah, I feel like we would have found out by now that Kaden and Davian were the same person. Probably. Probably. I don't think it. I don't think it lines up as well as we thought it did. But I do think that Davian is someone else. Also, maybe. Like, yeah. where the hell did he come from? He's got no origin story. I know. I, we we mentioned in like our last podcast for the light of all or the uh, the echo of things that, to come. I was kind of hoping for more backstory on Davian, and just, we're just not getting it. Maybe I don't. Maybe there's a reason for it. Or maybe yeah, I guess it just gets, he maybe just delivered there. I guess one day. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but, like Harry yeah. Potter <laughs> just dropped off at the stoop. But Harry had a backstory. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Who are Davian's parents? Do, do we remember? This is just kind of a side note here. Do we remember why Davian's dead? I always think that. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, I need to ask Evan again. Caden kills him. No, no, no. But like why oh, he's why dead he's inside. Dead now. I don't yeah, know. Like why he's I don't know. Not, does, why he doesn't have his own es- essence reserve. Like, I'm, maybe it'll okay. get. I think it's something that Terrace did to him. Maybe. But see, that's the thing is like with these books, you're kind of. Uh, always asking questions and then you're asking another follow-up question to those questions <laughs> which is am i dumb like, did right. I miss something it's like i've got thousands of questions but maybe they've already been answered and i just didn't read it right but and it turns out no you read it right it just wasn't just not, now we're going to give you the answer like, right so i mean you're just just, just be patient just suspend your belief just hold on to these unanswered questions for 2,000 pages, we got you. Yeah, and he enjoy does got us. Yeah, he, he will answer yeah, these questions. I, I do enjoy, think he's not going to last. Yeah, he's not going to last season of Lost Us, which is great. Uh, but what do you think about that last part where they, like, Weir can, like, hear everybody being torn apart? Oh. And, ooh, yeah, that was pretty brutal. Poor Weir, man. The guy can't catch a break. I mean, the only break that he's caught is when the king's like, I'm going to elevate Elric to this cool noble position, which in turn will make your crush a viable romantic option for you because she'll also be a noble woman. But then immediately after he gets given that little bone, it gets taken away from him because Dizia sprints off to who knows where. Yeah, what do you think's going on with Dizia and Aelric? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they're more than we think they are. And I think they're... Uh... Really? You don't think that it's just like we just had to get rid of some characters or... No, I think they're they're going to come back this book. I know. I think they're going to come back in a major way. I think there's going to be like, yeah, they're going to be like a big thing. We're going to be like, what? Aelric was actually L this whole time. (laughs) Like there's something. I don't know. But they're not major enough characters to have that kind of major comeback. Right. I mean, at least in my opinion, I mean, they're they've all they've had a a collected like 
30 lines between them more true than that, but... i felt like they be, they're being they were being positioned for that and then he was like okay i'm just gonna shoot him off over here hopefully everyone forgets about him so when i whack him with the dizia elric what at the end totally. it's like this big I, I don't know that's kind of the impression i get i could be totally wrong we'll find out for sure yeah so why is tal so excited when he finds out that davian can store essence like i mean i understand they can make vessels or something. Yeah, well, he is—he's not supposed to be able to do that, but he's already already dead, so it doesn't kill him like it would a normal person. And he's basically like, "We can weaponize your body. <laughs> we can turn your body into a vessel, which is the only way that you basically have any chance of defeating the Venerate with all of their power and their thousands of years of experience." Okay. Because like Asha's having a tar- hard time of it and barely like doesn't really even win without um, help. And now we're thinking like Davian's going to be able to, and he doesn't even have the, the ocean of essence that she does. So I think that's how. I mean, I'm confused about why Tal is even there. Yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> I think I Gassandrid sends him back. Or, or, I think Gassandrid sends him there at some point because he's the only one that's powerful enough to do it. But he's got like his own little like office. Like he's not like toiling down there, like collecting metal with all the other like prisoners no. and stuff. Right. Yeah, I think he was sent back as like punishment. Like, hey, you gotta you gotta oversee the metal collection or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> like I need a overseer for my my metal collection, which is kind of cool. I kind of like the the explanation there. I kind of thought it was gonna be a lot lamer, to be perfectly honest. Of like, because like, they're getting metal. Why do they need metal? And then it's like frozen in time, you know, so it's not gonna be affected by the corruption of um, the boundary bubble. So let me get this straight real quick. Okay. So the stuff that's going on in Zavalar is a moment frozen in time from thousands of years ago, correct? Uh-huh. Check. Okay. So why in the second book, when we have this dump of memories from Caden, why didn't he remember any of this? This is important. Super important. Like, I mean, why wouldn't we have? Because then we'd be a lot more familiar with what's going on. Like, right. I don't, I don't, honestly, I'm kind of cool with the low amount of uh visions and memories in this book yeah kudos. it is pretty nice it is pretty nice yeah and no one's sure. gone un- unconscious oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no unconscious endings of chapters which was like a, a thing in all the previous books but i am just i'm kind of i feel like that's either a missed opportunity or we just haven't seen that memory yet but i mean that would have been it just makes yeah, like it, a little it foreshadowing makes me, it makes me feel like this this tau character is not even Caden. Right. Or Tal Kamar or our kind of or any uh, maybe it's just like this whole other character because I feel like even if it was a really short vision or memory from the second book, that would have lent a lot to what's going on in Zavala right now because we'd be a little more familiar with like maybe why exactly Tal is there or I don't know. It just seems weird. Right. It, it seems like be a whole mystery realm. It really makes me think that Tal, who is insisting on being called Tal, a name that we haven't used for Caden or Talcomar or our kind of aid it's and Nia is new to I think that's all going to be different than we think it is personally. you're probably right you're yeah. probably right and like where does she even come from how does how does she get to know why is she special you know why did Tal pick her out of all the other people you know like obviously she's she's super badass and like yeah definitely. knows her way around a spear for sure I don't know that's a, that was all it wasn't boring or anything for sure and I, I mean personally I thought I like the Zvalar setting Mm-hmm. more than pretty much any other i feel very much more like i know exactly what this looks like than pretty much yes. anything else in these books with the exception of maybe fun. like the 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 fight at the beginning of the book was very very 
lush oh, yeah. as far as like the imagery goes. But besides that, like I mean, this is these these are probably some of my favorite chapters in the books up mm-hmm. until this point where there's like 15 different revelations and info dumps and stuff. And now I'm like, what's going on? And then right when that does start happening, we get the volume way turned up in the weird chapters. Yes. Which needed to happen. Um, You mentioned the visuals and one of my favorite scenes is when Caden comes out of the toll, he's like, okay, I'm going to help the city again. And he goes out of the toll and he realizes they're lost like everyone is dead so he has this quickly like quick pretty brutal math conversation with himself where he's like okay let's see i can if i do nothing all the people here are gonna die and then all of the baddies are still gonna be alive or i can tap into this huge unused essence pool and kill everything including thousands of the baddies and so that's what he does he like taps in and it's just a really cool visual of like you can see like this power just like humming up from the ground into him and then he just casts like the coup de gras of all magic fireball spells basically just melts the city just melts it i know i was actually kind of thinking that the real big climax of this book was going to be illin but i think it's going to be a little bit more on on a few different fronts kind of like the end of the the wheel of time series okay because i thought everybody was kind of kind of like and they still might obviously but i thought everybody was going to kind of like reconvene there's gonna be like this one spot like maybe in like dylanus or at the boundary battle i think it's gonna be i think everyone's still gonna be a little bit separated so we have like a kind of like pre-climax before the climax right thing with a linon which i which i like a lot and i have really no idea where those places are going to be i think one of them is going to be ilshan goth teth which i think is the first time i've ever said that right now reading it perfectly so (laughs) woohoo but they're trying to get out of there they're they're gonna leave yeah but i mean they got to deal with gyrados Gyarados. Gyarados. Galandra and Cassandra. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Galandra. Galandra. Galandra? Cassandra. Cassandra. There we go. They got to deal with Cassandra. So. Right. And I was actually kind of worried that the Cassandra thing would be a bigger thing in these books. Like, because he'd split himself into 12 people. And I was like, oh, do we have like a Horcrux situation where they got to <laughs> like find all these? And I'm glad it wasn't that because I think Me too. to take out one venerate to do all that, it would have been a mess. So uh, I am curious because Cassandra seems like kind of of the venerate seems like the one that's kind of the most far gone. Yeah. If there's any of them that are like truly evil, it's probably him. Yeah. And I don't, I honestly don't think any of them are truly evil mm-hmm. personally. I think everybody has very altruistic intentions here, but some people are misled and I don't know who still, I still don't know who they are. I mean, it could be Caden, which would be a pretty cool ending to this series, honestly, if Caden was just really, really wrong, but in a, in a good way that wrapped everything up nicely. Because that's what I want. I want a happy ending here. Me too. Okay, should we move into end predictions? Sure, yeah, we're already there. Okay, um, you, you want to go first or shall I? Go for it. Okay, this is what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to get a happy ending. I don't think that the Venerate or Caden are going to be right. I think neither of them are going to be correct and that they're actually going to learn that it's some, they've both been tricked or manipulated to follow and do something, somebody else's plan. They're going to realize that. And that's going to be the thing that brings them all together, gives them a common enemy. They fight that, get fate back, destroy the actual Shemeloth, if even there is an actual Shemeloth. And then... We kind of together ride off into the sunset sort of thing. I think I think that that's that's hmm. my prediction. Nobody's right. That's interesting. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I think 
Caden is probably wrong, I think. Okay. I think the Venerator are onto something here. But I think that they're they're onto something, but they're not quite right either. But I think that if some if one side was more correct than another, it would probably be the Venerate. Hmm. And Caden is going to have a lot of revelations to show that well, maybe not though, because he did just in that scene with him and Alaris. I just think it would be like maybe it's just me saying what I think the the least predictable, most interesting thing would be would be to have the main character actually really honestly be wrong. Yeah. Um, like that would be, in my opinion, like to be really wrong, but not in the way that it would like totally end the world or anything, but to be really wrong and then realize why and then be able to use that knowledge to get to the end that we want to be at. Okay. You know, that's kind of like what I think is going to happen. And I think Weir's going to die. Ooh. Yeah. I, I really do. Die. I think Weir's mm. going to die. Like, do I think Weir's going to die? I don't know. Who's, who do you think's going to be? Well, I guess his kingdom's kind of gone anyway. I think they're going like, to... It will be the kind of hard reset they're looking for, but I think not in the way that the Venerant want and not in the way that is going to spare a lot of people, but I think that obviously things need to change here. Mm-hmm. Like the way that the gifted are treated, the way this whole weird animosity between all these different factions and stuff is not conducive to a good society. So even on like a governmental level, I think Weir is going to have to be kind of like sacrificed i guess not not the right word but i mean and maybe not obviously but like i think i think weir's gonna die and i think that uh davian and uh, asha are not gonna end up getting together either i think davian and ishel are gonna end up getting together i agree i have a asha prediction oh let's hear it i think asha is going to become more than herself i think she's going to become the next a venerate or an some angelic being that kind of is like I will not be with you, but I will always be watching over you and hmm. flits up into yeah. the, you know, I am nothing, but I'm everything sort of creature, you know? I kind of thought that Asha would kind of end up being like a sort of like head of state. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because she, she would she, make a great one. She was like a junior ambassador. She's already had experience with it. And she's, True. you know what I mean? She's not even like technically a, a gifted, right? Yeah, because she's just she tapping into somebody else's. Yeah, I don't know. Um. It'll be it'll be interesting to see where Asha ends up. I do mm-hmm. like your idea though; it's pretty cool. I like I yours even as well. About that because you know he likes to every turn he likes to say like, "Yeah, you thought you knew, but you didn't." And I'm like, "I never thought I knew, bro." But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if but I you're... did think I knew, I was way off. Like I'm yeah. probably I'm probably wrong about every single one of the predictions I'm making. Me too, probably. Like I really am. I'm just like working with what I've got and what I want mm-hmm. to happen. I don't yeah. want where to die. Yeah, but, I hope not. I really hope for a happy ending, though. I'm really pushing for that. This doesn't feel like uh, this doesn't feel like a a sad ending kind of trilogy. Nope, it just nope, really it doesn't. doesn't. Like everybody's yeah. too cool and overpowered. Yeah, for it to yeah. be that, you know, like everything's yeah. too everything's too badass to not have a badass ending. Right, and they'll find a way. And apparently, this ending is so bonkers. Like, I bet people are listening to this right now, and they're just like, "These guys have no idea." But. <laughs> 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 what's in store for him okay i got one final question for you here while we wrap up okay kind of from left field here i just thought of it so way back in the day caden is living with his wife who's actually turns out to be neth gala in the forest and he goes off to hunt some creatures and he meets that thing right that says you and reveals that his wife is not his wife, that is, is Nithgala. And then he, and then it says, like, when you're ready to accept that you can change everything, that you can undo all that has been done, I think is the exact words, come find me. And then we've had one other scene 
maybe just one, maybe a few more, but I don't know where Elric is like, stop your quest when he releases Caden from being like imprisoned for a hundred years or something. Elric release uh alaris alaris uh, alaris yeah. yeah not Elric, sorry um alaris releases caden from being in the prison in some time and he's like i know that you will continue to look for that thing but i i can't stop you but i wish that you would stay oh yeah and then caden's like yeah i gotta go find that thing and then like run the what the hell is that thing i have no idea I honestly don't know. Me I wish neither. I wish I could have a better, cooler podcast conversation about that thing. And I, I just know. honestly have no idea what that is. Because I feel like it's really important. And I it's been touched on like to undo. Talk... Yeah, I did too. And then for some reason it just popped into my brain. But that like that theme to like undo all that has been done can be done. I have no idea. Me neither. I'm so sorry, Chad. Oh, that's okay. Well, I'm glad that I remembered it though, because I think it's gonna that yeah. question's gonna be answered. Man, he's gonna he has to answer a sh- a ton of questions. <laughs> like, there's so many things that we need to know about in order to wrap this up satisfactorily. And that's why I think like maybe maybe something is just going to happen that is just so way way different than we think that will answer a bunch of questions at once. Hmm. And I'm really curious to see what that is. Because you're right. Yeah. There are a lot of trails leading off into who knows where. And we're getting to the end of the book here. Yeah, he's got to start tying some loose strings together. And that's, I mean, I've, you know, I've read a lot of spoiler-free reviews and stuff and different conversations that people are having. And nobody seems to really complain about unresolved plot points. So yeah. what is going on here? Because... Like- Maybe just maybe just Caden like wakes up at the end. It was like, oh, that was a fucked up dream. And like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> no, because that would be not great. Obviously, no, that'd be terrible. Like, yeah, people would be mad. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see on the next episode. That's an awesome oh, place man, to wrap it up here. I think we've got some good ideas about what's going to happen. There were some really awesome parts to that section we just read. I'm still a little bit confused about things. I mean, this. This trilogy turned out to be much more complicated than I ever thought it would. Vastly Um, more complicated. But we'll see how it all wraps up. Everybody, thank you so much for listening, for being a part of this read-through. We really appreciate your time. If you would like to support Book Reviews Kill, the link to our Patreon is in the description beneath this episode. Also, the link to our Discord is in the description to this episode. Hop in. We've got a special channel just for Lycanius on the Discord. We'd love to hear your thoughts on everything. Just try not to spoil anything because we are almost done with this trilogy. And after this, we'll be reading The Greenbone Saga by Fonda Lee. Also, we have been approved by Audible for to be affiliates. So if you would like two free credits, we will leave the link beneath to get that as well. Thank you so much, everybody. Hope you have an awesome day. Bye, everybody.